Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Leon Haslam's victory in a crazy rain-affected race last time out at Brands Hatch sets things up very nicely in the British Superbike Championship for 2018. Round three this weekend at Alton Park in Cheshire, and we head there with Bradley Ray having won two races on the Suzuki, one win for Shane Shaky Burn on the Ducati, and one for this week's guest, Leon Haslam on the Kawasaki. Welcome to the latest Full Throttle Podcast. Leon Haslam surely has got the gap that he needs. Leon Haslam finally takes victory in the 2018 Bennett's British Superbike Championship. So Leon's on the line with us now. Leon, first of all, great to chat and catch up. What about the season so far then and the readjusting to BSB? You've had a year and a bit now. Did it take a bit of getting used to? Because Davide Giuliano certainly uh, had a bit of a struggle with it, didn't he? But it's definitely rough and tumble stuff in BSB. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, coming back to... You know, the biggest thing for me is no electronics. Um, you know, you've got to still set it up from a fueling point of view. Um, obviously, the circuits themselves are very, are very different. And uh, even though I've spent a few years in the UK, you know, it took a little bit to get used to coming back to the, that way of championship. And, uh, you know, honestly, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, the competition's super high. And, uh, you know, the first year back, we got the most points out of anyone. But we, with the showdown format, we just missed out to Shaky. We had a little bit of bad luck uh, at the last round. Um, and then obviously last season we led the championship with quite a big lead with one round to go and uh, obviously we had another disaster of mechanical issues so uh, yeah it's not uh, we've not, got, not fully gone to plan but uh, I've enjoyed the time so far Yeah something seems to be against you doesn't it on the Brands Hatch Grand Prix circuit I mean you had your problem in qualifying in 2016 and then last year we'll never forget I mean how long did it take to actually get over that without rubbing it in too much it must have been a, a pretty painful experience yeah, the injuries was quite bad actually. I um, had to have my bottom of my tibia uh, screwed, yeah. uh, which wasn't a big issue. But uh, I snapped all the ligaments in the ankle, so you know I'm still. I've literally just finished physio, physio now, actually, on the ankle. I'm still, uh, you know, trying to get that back to where it should be. But uh, it's not affecting me on the bike, and uh, you know, it's uh, like I say, it's one of those all part of the game, I suppose. What What keeps you going when you've had a you know a massive accident like that? Do you ever actually think in your mind, oh, I don't know, if, <laughs> is it still worth doing this? Does that ever go through your mind? Not really, you know. I think it's you need to have that want, you need to have that passion, and um, you know when things are out of your hands when you have a crash, it's it is sometimes difficult. You know, a lot of riders go through the the knock, is what I call it. It's like a, you know, a big knock in the confidence, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've been through that a couple of times in my career. Um, but I think that's also made me stronger now. When I do have those sort of accidents, it I know what I want. I know 
I can analyse it and, and move on quite quickly. I mean, you're one of the most experienced men in the field, without a doubt, even across world superbikes as well. You're definitely one of the most experienced guys out there now. Do you feel you've changed much as a person over the years as well as a rider? Yeah, it is. And, you know, young me would have definitely just, you know, kind of gone at it full bore and, you know, and wanted to, you know, ride over the top and win every race. And, and now I know, it's, you know, it's more about your, your package and how you prepare and, you know, how you, you know, kind of... Yeah. <laughs> everyone around you as well you know to get the most out of them as well as yourself and um, you know from my side of it it's every race I've done you know over the last few years to Super 8 Hour to you know the world rounds that I've done with Pedicini and, and Pachetti um, you know I felt like we've really maximised the package that I, I was riding and you know to get a second and you know even a top five with a Pedicini bike in Dowell I felt like there's no more left you know and as long as I'm doing that in whatever championship or whatever bike I'm riding, then, you know, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, and there's obviously you talked about Suzuka there and World Superbikes. We'll chat about that in a moment because there's a lot to talk about. But what about BSB, first of all? It's been a really interesting start, hasn't it? No one really saw a Brad Ray double coming. Let's talk about him first. He's quite something, isn't he? Still leading the championship as well. Yeah, uh, yeah Brad actually proved himself last year uh, for me. Um, he was riding really solid at the end of last year. Uh, you know, he got on the podium with us at Alton last year and... I remember riding around with him, looking how smooth and solid he was. Right. Um, you know, he come out the the block strong at Donington. Um, there was some issues with tyres at Donington. There was a mixture of 17 and 18 tyres, and we really got come unstuck at Donington Park because that was one race that all weekend I had like a good half a second on anybody, and found myself rolling around in tenth place in the race on on one of the uh, other tyres that you know, we shouldn't have had, but. Uh, you know, Brad in himself, 100%, you can't take nothing away from him, you know, and he backed it up again at Brandach Indy. Um, and I'm pretty confident that he's going to be in the mix again at Alton. So, uh, yeah, definitely one to uh, to watch out for. Well, talking about the tyres there, Liam, what, just to get it completely clear, what actually did happen? Because there was lots of reports going around of 2017, 2018 tyres. You know, what was the full story there? Yeah, basically, we, we'd done all the winter and all of, uh, well, basically up until race day on the 2017 SD1 tyres. Yeah. Uh, and in, in the race, we just put another SD1 tyre in and didn't really take much notice that it was the 2018 one. Um, and basically, it didn't have half the grip and it didn't last half as long. Um, and not just me, you know, me, Josh Brooks, Jake Dixon, all people that should have been in the top three easily was well outside the top 10. Um, and in race two, purely because of the conditions. I still ran the 2018 tyre, but again, nowhere near the grip that I've been having all weekend. And the strange thing for me was, is obviously I, um, I qualified on the hard race tyre uh, just three hours before the race doing 29 lows. And then in the race, I couldn't even do a 29. It was only like three hours later. So it was, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a big shock. And uh, we didn't know if it was just one bad tyre or the batch of tyres. And, and what, every, what the new ruling has just come out now from BSB is that, uh, from Brand Hatch, actually, uh, everyone has to run the 2018 tyre. So at least now you're not going to be sat on a grid with someone with a, an advantage in, in what year tyre that it was produced sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, from, you know, it was a ruling that needed to be made. Um, on top of that, for this weekend, we've got a new SC0 that is obviously available for everybody and everybody has to use that new SC0 as well. So, uh, you know, uh, from my side of it, it's, um, it's how it should be. You know, everyone's on the, the it's got the two options of tyres and, and, and the same year of tyre, so at least it should be the same. Yeah, I suppose at least everybody's in the same boat then now, aren't they, from that point of view. But how important are these first races? Because it's been a question, hasn't it, over the last couple of years? Shaky missed Donington last year when he had his problem on, you know, in practice. 
Uh, you've had some injuries as well. It doesn't, I mean, obviously you don't want to be missing races and losing points, but it isn't the end of the world anymore, is it, with the showdown? If you, but podiums, that's what you need, isn't it, at this point of the season? Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, it's kind of actually the thing that's kind of strange for me is in, you know, most years I've actually started off quite well. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've always kind of said that everyone's going to catch up, you know, the Ducati's going to bong, et cetera. And, and it always does, and it always does for the showdown. So it, it, these early rounds, yes, they are important because I want to win every race. And obviously they are podium points up for grabs. But, uh, you know, it's all about getting in that top six and, and having the strongest package for, for just for the last three rounds, basically. And just at the start of the show there, we heard some highlights from Brands Hatch and your great win there. That was a tricky, tricky race, wasn't it, though? Wet track. You didn't really know what was going to happen. People siding all over the place. What are your best memories just looking back on that most recent race? Uh, to be honest with you, it was one of the most fun races I've ever had. Um, really? <laughs> cold tyres, um, you know, wet weather, no really wet practice all weekend. Um you know, Brands Indy, there's only two left-handers, so to keep the left-hand side of the tyre with any heat was pretty much impossible. So yeah. you know, the whole scenario of the race and, and how it panned out and, you know, it was kind of who dare win sort of situation. Um, you know, every lap was all out the seats and, you know, no electronics and, and just kind of riding by the seat of your pants sort of race. That, you know, and obviously to come on top and, and win it, which... You know, for me, Brands Indy is one of my worst circuits. To, to obviously to get that victory there in in, them situation, in that situation for me was uh, was fantastic. And the championship is is very finely poised as well, isn't it? Now Brad Ray leading it. You're only what four points behind Shaky. Um, it really is anyone's guess, isn't it? This year. Yeah, obviously my original prediction with me, Shane, and Josh, and you know Josh is had a fairly slow start, but you know the Alton test he was back on pace again. So I think, like you say, by you know, midway through the season, six or seven rounds in, I, I still think it's going to be, you know, Shane and Josh. But obviously, it's definitely like your, your Bradley Rays are going to be there. You know, your Jake Dixon's all, all come strong, I'm, I'm sure, as the season goes on. Um, you know, I, I predicted the Hondas to do better this year. And, you know, they have been doing. But obviously, then Dan got injured at Brands Hatch. So, you know, there's, there's so many in the mix. You know, you've got these top BMW riders with Christian. You've got, you know, obviously, Brad Ray on Suzuki. Brooksy on a Yamaha, you know, Harold Halloran and Linfoot on a Honda. All the manufacturers with the rules of the championship, it, it kind of bodes that anyone can, you know, be on that podium on any given weekend, which is, I think, is why BSB is so exciting right now. And what about the Alton test for you, Leon? What was the agenda going in there? And do you feel you got out of that test what you wanted? Yeah, it was a really cold test. And, and right now we're, we're really just concentrating on making the SC0 last. Um, you know, at the minute, the... <laughs> The, my old faithful SC1 is, is not quite at the level that I remember it to be. I'm now just concentrating on the SC0, and it was cool conditions, which really was too cold for the Zero, but we did uh, three race runs on the Zero. Um, you know, we ended up second uh, at that test and, and under the lap record. So, you know, generally it was a good test, and uh, we tried a few things as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the race. Okay, so that's BSB. There's a lot to look forward to there. Um Chances quickly at Alton Park? I know it's very difficult to predict, but how's that for a circuit? Last year, obviously, there was a pretty scary moment for you there. Yeah, my actual record at Alton on the Kawasaki is really good. Uh, I've won every single race. Um, every time I've gone to Alton, I've won at least one race. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to it from from my perspective. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those circuits, you know, anything can happen. Um you know, wet, dry, you know, sometimes the circuit dries really fast on one half and then it doesn't under the trees. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Um, the weather forecast looks really, really good. So, uh, 
you know, uh, hopefully it'll be a full packed um, with fans and, you know, we can have a good weekend. So here's a quick reminder, if we just listen in for a second, of actually what happened in 2017. This, uh, this is... Oh, Lord, no! Good Lord! Leon Haslam cliffed the back of James Ellison. Ellison moved over and Ellison oh. must have gone. I think Ellison might have gone as well. Ellison moved over to protect his line and Ellison and has had the ball It's ripped the exhaust pipe off the McCams Yamaha. Oh, my goodness me. James Ellison, well, my, if you had a man who suffered ill fortune in racing, look you it. would no, look, look no further. And Who's that's that? Alistair Seeley. And Alistair Seeley's down. Well, it's and all honestly, firing that off. Was, that was lucky. And all lucky to happen, but that could have been so nasty, honestly. It was really clear. Um, I'd, I'd already won race one, um, and it was me and Shaky. Uh, and again, I was on the hard tyre, everyone else was on the soft. So the, the first half of both of those races was really tough. And I was just getting a little bit impatient behind James. And I, I wanted to make a move to, to get on the back of Shaky, uh, basically just for the last five laps to, you know, to try and you know, get that win. And uh, yeah. I just like to move up just to uh, to go up the inside into large. And as as it, my wheels lifted in the air and, and, and landed, uh, literally as it lifted, James' bike just stopped right in front of me. Um, and what made it worse is as he stopped, kind of swerved to get off the track, which obviously he didn't know, but that was the, the side that I'd already planned to go to, to make my move. So, you know, as soon as the real the front wheel landed from the wheelie, I was kind of already in the back of him. And, uh, you know, in all honesty, I got off of it really lightly. Um, you know, for any bike to, to seize and, and hit at them sort of speeds. And, you know, I, I had no injuries whatsoever. But, um, yeah, the bike was, uh, was another story. It kind of totaled it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a massive, massive crash, wasn't it? A bike going over the barrier just proves what can happen sometimes. But let's talk then about World Superbikes. A couple of wild cards this year, at least a couple. There could be some more as well, but two in a row. We've got Imola and Donington, but Imola particularly special because we're going to have the Pocket Rocket on the Rocket Ron Elf livery. We're celebrating 50 years of Elf. So that's going to be great, isn't it, to see you out there on the black Elf livery bike at Imola? Yeah, basically, I'm going to be running my dad's uh, 1987 Elf Colour bike uh, with, with uh, Pachetti Kawasaki. Um, I'm also, it's my 30th year with Arai, so I'm doing a special liveried helmet, uh, which again will, will fit in with with my dad's uh, Elf livery. Oh, nice. So, uh, so, yeah, me with Arai 30 years, Elf 50 years, um, historic Imola. Um, you know, joining forces with uh, Pachetti again, which obviously we had uh, great memories from last year with as well. Yeah, they're a good team, aren't they? They're a really well-funded, professional, private team. Considering you've had a podium with them at Donington, what do you reckon could be possible this time at Imola and Donington? Yeah, I, th I think Imola was going to be tough, you know. Um, it's one of those circuits, the Ducatis go really well there. And looking at the championship so far, you know, it's not just the two factory teams now. You've also got Forrest as well. So, yeah. you know, there's an extra guy in the mix there. Um it looks like obviously Yamaha's made a step forward, um, you know, from from previous years, maybe with the rules or something. But um, so you know, for me, I think there's a lot more people in the mix that, you know, definitely from that third place down to you know seventh, eighth place, it, it looks a lot stronger. Um, and obviously, the the main two, in my opinion, is obviously you've got to beat the, the you know get close as you can really to the two factory Kawasaki's. Um, so yeah, you know, there's a lot to play for. You know, I've not been to Imola since 2015, and um, the last time I was there. Um, I broke my ribs on the Aprilia actually. Oh, okay. that was a big, that was a big one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a big, big high side. But uh, because I'm doing Donington as well, for me it's a perfect situation. I get two races on with, with, with obviously the Pachetti uh, bike, um, and obviously yeah, Imola will be good. It's going to be a historic weekend for me. 
I love Imola as a circuit. Um, and then literally two weeks later, I'll be at my home track at Donington as well. So, uh, you know, I get a, a double stab at it, which, uh, you know, last year was really good getting a second place in race one. Um, but obviously then being taken out uh, by Ricardo on the first lap of race two was uh, was kind of frustrating because I felt that, you know, we were still improving the bike. I was still learning the bike, you know, with the electronics. And uh, where we're this year, at least I get two full weekends um, on the bike to understand the best I can. It might be a bit, um, I don't know if it's about optimistic or not, considering you're up against factory Kawasaki's, but considering you got a podium last year, is there a, a chance you could actually have a win at Donington, do you reckon? Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult. You know, last year there was quite a big gap from the Pachetti bike to the factory bike. Um, yeah. I think the gap this year looks smaller. Uh, it should be with the rules. So, um, you know, obviously, if we can be on all equal equipment, then yeah, for sure. You know, uh, like I said, the last race I competed in, in the championship when I was there full time, I won in Doha. So, you know, in my mind, I, I want to go out there and, and win and beat everyone. But, uh, you know, you've got to be realistic to what opportunity it is that you're riding and, and what bike you're on. But, uh, you know, last year I was kind of gifted a bit of a second with, you know, obviously Jonathan Ray crashing out. Um, but yeah, you know, ideally my dream would be a, a, a one, two, three on the podium with all Kawasaki. That would be the dream. You've also got possibly other wild cards coming out. I don't know how much you can tell us, Leon, but you know what are the chances of other wild cards and where might they be happening if they do? It's basically this. We obviously had a lot of conversations with Manuel. Obviously, there was an opportunity for me to ride for him full full time this year. Um, yeah. And obviously, we've not done that this year. But um, obviously, he's wanting me to obviously get the best results I can at as many races as I can to help him and to promote the team and. And obviously, from my side of things, you know, I love riding bikes and what better than riding a world superbike. So, uh, you know, I'm more than happy to help out um, as long as it doesn't affect my, uh, obviously, my BSB and also my commitments that I've got to do in Japan with, with the Suzuki 8 hour. You know, I'll, uh, I'll pretty much race every weekend. So can we expect, if you win BSB, are we expecting Leon Haslam back on the world superbike grid next year? Yeah, it's not even about winning. It's all about opportunities of, of what's available. And, and right, from my perspective, right. of if I can go on a bike that I feel that I can win the championship, then I would love to be in world championship. But at the minute, there's, um, you know, either a factory carry or a factory carry are the only bikes that I believe that can win that world championship as, as it is right now. So unless one of them advisors are up for grabs, then, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to sign up for somebody uh, that you know, re- realistically, you'll struggle to be in the top five in the championship. So um, you know, we'll see. You know, I've got a really good relationship with Kawasaki now. I'm doing a, you know, I'm loving my time with them in BSB. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying the wild cards that I'm doing. Uh, you know, for for, for Pichetti. Um and also I'm, I'm I've got four or five tests in Japan uh, and and the and Suzuki eight hours. So yeah, you know, I've got a busy schedule right now. But um, if you offer me uh, a full factory Kawasaki ride for World Superbike, then I'll I'd definitely be back. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. And obviously, you're going to be teammates for the first time at Imola with top rack Rasgati Oglu on the Pachetti bike. He's uh, he's quite an aggressive character on track, isn't he? He is. And obviously, uh, last year, um, I rode uh, at Portimao with Pachetti. I did a, a day's testing there with them. And uh, he also, that was his first ever time on a superbike, which, uh, you know, obviously, his style is to learn it a lot. But for me, he's definitely an up and coming talent. So, uh, you know, I remember flying out to Imola to um, to speak with Manuel, and I was there helping him, uh, obviously him and the team. And you know, for me uh, to be involved with him, he's obviously a young talent. I think he 
you know, he's only going to get faster and faster. And uh, obviously, that, that talent's obviously there. Just very quickly before we move on to Suzuki, Leon, um, World Superbikes this year, what have you made of the new regulations and the way it's all supposed to balance out? And I mean, it has got things a bit closer, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, you know, it's really hard to to tell, you know, um, <laughs> knowing the ins and outs and knowing how much you know, certain uh, bikes have lost and others haven't. It's, it's kind of difficult, you know, at the end of the day, the teams with the the most support and most budget with the best riders are always going to come out on top. But, uh, you know, it's sometimes difficult to penalise, uh, you know, that just because you're doing a good job. It's, uh, you know, for me, it should be the other manufacturers to helping more, you know, the teams that are struggling, aren't uh, doing so well to, you know, to bridge that gap rather than penalising the ones that are doing a good job. But, uh, you know, if it's making close racing, you know, like the BSD is right now, then, uh, you know, who can, who can argue with that? Yeah, it's been brilliant racing in World Superbikes and BSB. What about Suzuka then? Because we've seen you doing that a few times before. This year, though, partnering Jonathan Ray, I mean, that sounds like a partnership from heaven, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's something that's been on the card for a while. And, um, you know, this year it's finally, it's finally uh, happened. So for my side of things, it's been fantastic because, you know, I've done Suzuka for the last two years for Kawasaki and, uh, you know, it, it, it's been good. Um, I feel that we've been a little bit on the back foot compared to, you know, HRC and Yamaha that's won both years. But, you know, to finish second both years with Kawasaki for me was was fantastic. Um, I feel that, you know, we've done a lot of testing. We've done, they've listened a lot. Um, we're getting a lot of support now from Johnny's team with his crew coming over to the test that I do. Um, Johnny's going to be joining me on the on the last three-day test in July. So I think together it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be a really very confident shot to you know to try and over overrule Yamaha, which obviously have dominated for the last three or four years. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, is it? But it also just shows, doesn't it, with such prestigious names at Suzuki, how important that race has become again in the last few years in motorcycle racing and motorcycling in general. It really has found a new lease of life, hasn't it, now Suzuki? Yeah, it is, and you know it's good to see that HRC is putting the full effort in. You know they, they brought they brought in Jack Miller last year. You know, which is always good to have. You know, MotoGP guys come and see how they fare on against you know World Superbike British guys, and uh, you know it's always nice to you know you know get a scalp as such. You know, if you're better or quicker, and you know last year we had I had some fantastic battles with you know Dominic Adigator and you know Randy Depunier and then Jack Miller, and then obviously then you've got all your your World Superbike stars and you know Alex Lowe's and Van der Mark and all them guys as well. So you know, there's not many places or anywhere in the world that you know all them sort of you know, top people all come together to, you know, to race around a track for eight hours. So, uh, yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic event. It must take a special kind of adaptation from your point of view, though, going from the fast sprint races as they are, chaotic and very intense sprint races in BSB, slightly longer races in World Superbikes, but completely different electronics and different rules. And then Suzuka, a completely different thing again. So how did you do it? Yeah, it is. It was difficult, you know, especially from BSB to the eight-hour bike. You know, it's very different, you know, different electronics. Yeah. Tires, you know, Bridgestone tires is a very different character on how to ride it, how to set it up. And, you know, obviously, the good thing for my, I believe, that I, mean, I can jump on a lot of different things and, and just ride it hard. And, you know, I wasn't ever too worried about the setup. You know, it's always a compromise at Suzuka from, you know, having Japanese teammates or, you know, World Superbike teammates. And, you know, you all have to ride the same bike in the end. So, uh, yeah, you know, for me, it's a, it's a really good challenge. Um, last year was my hardest year. Um, we did uh, five hours, 24 minutes of riding, which was the equivalent of 14 wow. BSB races all back to back. So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was intense, but uh, you know we got the result we needed by doing that, and you know we managed to um, would beat uh, obviously HRC for for the second place. So uh, you know that was really good. It's good you got Jonathan to help you out a bit this year, then do a bit of, bit of time on track. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, I'll, I won't be doing so much, many hours this year. And uh, you know, I'm really, you know, Jonathan's won the eight hour before. You know, we both went back went there in 2008 together. So you know. We both won the eight hour. I won it in um, 2013 and 14, um, and Jonathan's won it before already. He knows how it is, and, and you know he's super fast around there. So uh, you know, to have him in my team and or in, in Kawasaki's team, as, as and obviously um, working together will be, a, you know, hopefully be a, a really good shot for us. Yeah, and of course you'll have Watanabe as well, your Japanese teammate too. There's a tweet here, Leon, from Henry Chapman. He says, uh, hello, first of all, from another Ealing lad. Uh, but he asks you, how was last year's Suzuki Ray Tower stint? Was it the hardest thing you've ever done on a bike? Um, it, it wasn't the fact that it was hard on track. The, the biggest problem that I struggled with was obviously the humidity and the heat out there is really bad. And, you know, you have nutritionists, the weighing year and the amount of like uh, liquids that you consume is like between nine and 10 liters over the, over the nine hours. Um, and because I was doing hour on hour off and then the last two hours, I never, uh, I just did back to back. So basically the, the five and a half hours, uh, I, I couldn't consume enough water. Wow. So um, after I finished, I was, you know, I was, I was just really, really dehydrated and I wasn't physically tired and I didn't find it hard on the bike, but the actual aftermath of it, of, you know, Consuming nine liters, but losing just over six kilo in weight in the eight hours was uh, obviously lots of cramp and, and you know what's one a drip and, and obviously get rehydrated the best way I could. Okay, so it must take a good good few days then to buck yourself back up to normal health after that. Yeah, it's just it was just major dehydration, you know. I'm, yeah, I've, set, I've done a few challenges over the years of you know set myself and, and hydration is the one thing that you need to really keep your your body going, you know. And um, like I say, physically I, I felt pretty good and. I was actually just recovering physically from a real bad crash in BSB. I broke my um, my neck and mm. um, just a month before that. So I wasn't physically in the best condition, but it was more the the, the hydration side of things that, uh, you know, that I was struggling with. Just one more quick tweet before we go, Leon. This is from uh, from Danny Horn, and he says, ask Leon if he remembers the fight we had with the Spanish kids on the caravan park in 98 on the five-a-side pitch while staying over on our way to the Michelin test at Albacete. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that well. They were good old days, they was. Um, <laughs> Danny was a mechanic working for Robin Appiard, actually, and... Uh, me and my dad was uh, we were doing the Spanish championship all together, and uh, yeah, we had a big face off on a five side pitch with some some Spanish kids. <laughs> but no, good old days. Can I ask who who, who took victory? I don't, I don't really, I can't even remember what happened. No one could speak by like, the same language. We're <laughs> in a bit of heat at the moment, sort of jobs. But yeah, no, I think I was thirteen back then. So yeah, good old days. Yeah, good old days indeed. So just quickly, Leon, before we go, obviously we did talk about it before, but Alton Park this weekend. What's the sort of Leon has them expectation? What would you be happy with? coming out of there uh, from my side of it we need to win every single race you know and uh, I feel that we've got, mm. a, I've got a good team with the JG Speed for Kawasaki um, you know there's certain circuits that I've struggled at with that with that bike and you know I feel that we've made some really good improvements in those areas so yeah you know we've got in my opinion one bogey track out of the way of Brands Indy and we managed to get a win there and you know Alton's history is that you know we can we can go there and win so for me that's uh, my expectations and you know, we'll see who else is there. You know, I think uh, Josh is going to be coming back to form where he should be. Shaky's obviously going to be there. 
Um, and obviously, yeah, you've got obviously your young kids like your Bradley Rays and your Jake Dixon's, uh, you know, we're going to be competitive as well. And must ask just very quickly as well, what sort of state your wife is in? Because I believe there's been a bit of a birthday gathering for Pippa Laverty's 30th. It must have been absolute chaos. Is she all right? Yeah, I think, I think they all went quite big. I think Johnny Ray and Eugene and all the Laverty's was there. So uh, <laughs> it comes a party with the Laverty's, it always ends up in a bit of uh, <laughs> a, a bit of a bad way. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's got out of it then. Well, thanks very much for the catch-up, Leon, and good luck at Alton this weekend. No worries, mate. Thank you. There we go then. Best of luck to Leon and everybody else racing at Alton Park this weekend. Absolutely packed schedule of support races as well. All of the live action, of course, on Eurosport and the Eurosport player. Now, a bit of housekeeping before we go. We did say at the top of the podcast that we would be revealing a competition winner. First time we've ever done this. Very exciting, isn't it? We have been... Publishing, just to remind you, a video on the Eurosport Twitter feed, Eurosport underscore UK, over the last few days of a mystery BSB rider and his tattooed arm. Whose arm was it, of course, was the question. Tattoo is actually what our social media team went with, which I thought was lovely. Of course, it was Shane Burns' arm, and we're delighted to confirm that the winner is Craig Muckleston from Nantwich in Cheshire, Craig, first of all, congratulations on winning the competition. You and three friends or family members, four tickets in total, have been won for the bank holiday race weekend. You'll have access to the track Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So enjoy that. And also, of course, well done on uh, being from Natwich, which is not far from Alton Park. So that's worked out pretty well. So congratulations to Craig and enjoy your weekend at Alton Park. One quick thing before we go, we do obviously have a bank holiday race weekend. So no full throttle podcast on Monday, but we will be bringing you all of the feelings from Alton Park Tuesday next week, just to give us a bit of time to get everything sorted out. So we'll be back next Tuesday as we preview Imola World Superbikes and look back on this coming weekend of Alton Park BSB. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.